This episode of Your Catholic Life is brought to you by Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners with Christ, iowacatholicradio.com, and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Also, my new book is out, Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Holiness. Visit holinessbook.com and check it out, holinessbook.com. Welcome in, everyone, to Your Catholic Life, a podcast for Catholics by Catholics, helping you grow in your faith. I'm John Leonetti, your host. Have you ever heard of The Hobbit? Or how about The Lord of the Rings? Yeah, I thought so. Who hasn't? Many, many believe J.R.R. Tolkien was one of the greatest authors of all time. But with that being said, there is no literary center devoted to Tolkien studies anywhere in the world. Something remarkable considering his importance and continuing popularity. My guest today wants to change that, though, and has chosen the perfect place for it. And you might be surprised where that place is. The problem is buying Tolkien's home isn't easy, and it's not cheap either. But you might be able to help. Here it is, talking all about Project Northmore, my conversation with Julia Goulding. Hi, Julia. Good morning. It's lovely to speak to you in Iowa. Nice to speak with you as well. Now, where are you coming from? Well, I'm sitting across the pond. I'm sitting in Oxford in England, (laughs) um, which is known for many things. But for your listeners today, we're talking about it as the home of J.R.R. Tolkien. Yes. uh, The writer who wrote Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, of course. This is is a really interesting project. In fact, I I get a lot of people on this show, uh, Julia, but this is kind of one of the more unique uh, it, one of the more unique projects that I think I've ever done an interview for. Let's get into it. First and foremost, uh, you kind of mentioned what he authored, but give us a little more background. Who was J.R.R. Tolkien? Well, Tolkien was um, a professor at Oxford University. Uh, he was alive during um, the sort of middle part of the, well, for most of the 20th century. He's best known for writing Lord of the Rings, which, of course, has become, you know, its own thing with its films and uh, the whole world of the fan base around that. But he was also great friends with C.S. Lewis, who many of you will know as a writer of the Narnia stories. And they formed a group of writers in Oxford called the Inklings, who met and uh, inspired each other uh, during the middle years of the 20th century. He wrote um, The Hobbit, and, and one of the things that I find interesting is it started as kind of a, a, a just, I guess, a, a bedtime story for his kids? Yeah, that's right. So uh, you got to, we, we tend to think of Tolkien at the end of his life as the old man smoking a pipe, that, that image of Tolkien. But of course, um, when you think about him in the uh, 1920s, he's a young academic with a family. He was a very committed Catholic. He and his wife had four children, uh, one of whom became a priest. Uh, and uh, they lived in Oxford in a house uh, called 20 Northmore Road, which is what, what my uh, campaign is about. But uh, indeed, he had these young children at home, and he was a wonderful storyteller. So he began telling the story of The Hobbit, which is the adventure of a very small person having an adventure in a very big world where he meets a dragon. Uh, called Smaug. So I'm sure that's familiar to many of your Mm. listeners who may well have read it to their own children. And then a few years later, he went on to expand the world and write Lord of the Rings. 
We know he was a, a dedicated and faithful Catholic, him and his wife, Edith. Um, do we know any like anything else besides that when it comes to his faith, any special devotions that he might have had, anything like that? Very much. There were two Catholic churches he went to, one of which uh, is the same church that the famous poet Gerard Manley Hopkins also attended uh, the century before, so a very literary place. And he would go to Mass definitely uh, at least once a week, if not twice and encouraged all his children to also go. Um, And the thing that I think is really interesting is that his writing, these stories of The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, are also an expression of his Catholic faith. He he mentions in his, um, uh, when writing about Lord of the Rings, that the first time he wrote it, it was implicitly a Catholic story. Hmm. And when he revised it, he made it explicit. Interesting. The project, he had that very much at the front of his mind. The project here is to purchase his home. I mean, this is what you want to do. How long has this project yeah. been, been going now? Uh, well, okay, well, probably like many places in the States, we're in lockdown over here yeah. and, um, because of COVID. And at the beginning of um, the second one of our lockdowns in November, uh, I had the idea of using that month to establish a charity in order to crowdfund purchasing the house. The extraordinary thing is that though Tolkien is one of the world's favorite authors, he doesn't have a place dedicated to him, not like Dickens or Shakespeare or Jane Austen. Uh, And this house is the house in which he wrote The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, and it's come on the market from private hands. It very rarely comes on the market. And so I basically set myself the challenge of can I turn a miserable lockdown into something creative and actually see if the world will support the idea of making it into a literary centre so Tolkien fans can come and stay and learn more about him and the, his fellow Inklings. It's a beautiful home. How much is it? Well, uh, yeah, that's, that's the challenge. Uh-huh. So it's on the market for £4 million, which is about $5.3 million. It's in one of the most beautiful... I think Oxford is one of the most beautiful cities in uh, England, but it's also one of the nicest areas. Um, So that is the big challenge, is actually purchasing the house. That's why we need the support of Tolkien fans and well-wishers to just give what they can afford to actually make that work. You want to turn this thing into a place where fans can not only go and visit, but where they can maybe write or learn or create, be inspired inside of there. That's right, because um, I think the idea of, to make it a dry museum, it, well, it wouldn't probably get permission. No zoning would be allowed to do that. But also Tolkien himself was very much about the inspiration that he got from other writers. And it'd be perfect if his house then became that for the next generation of fantasy writers, illustrators, screenwriters, uh, because it has this wonderful, peaceful atmosphere Tolkien himself had a place in his Middle Earth that he called Rivendell, where one of his great characters, Elrond, lived, which was a place to welcome those who wanted to come and write poetry and swap stories. So the idea is to create in Oxford a little mini version of his own Rivendell in his house. How far are we? We are about uh, a fifth of the way in. We need a lot more money to do it, um, but I think it's going to be, as far as a public donation, there'll be... um, you know, bigger single donors and other ways of funding it as well. So it's going to be a mixed picture. 
but we definitely need to have the public support to make this work. Now, if you're a Tolkien fan, friends, uh, this is the time to do it. This is this seems like a, a wonderful project. Um, you can go to their website, projectnorthmore.org, and they have uh, a link there that you can click on Donate. They make it very easy. You can donate via PayPal, your card. Uh, of course, um, Just Giving, no, that's in British pounds. Okay, so we probably here in the States. So there's an American... It's yeah, it's also an American reason. Oh, is it? Well, okay. Tax efficient. Very yeah, yeah. Good. Well, you made you made it pretty yeah. easy uh, for people to be able to do this, and and Tolkien fans, it seems like a worthy project to me. Julia Golding, an interesting project. Julia, keep up the good work. I really wish you the best. Thank you so much. So there you have it, friends. This won't come easy. But the project is commendable, and if completed, I believe would inspire generations to come. Big thanks to Julia Golding, my guest today. Friends, make sure to share this and other episodes of Your Catholic Life on Facebook and Twitter. Reminding your friends to take part in the show, visit yourcatholiclifepodcast.com as well. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm John Lee signing off here on Your Catholic Life. Remember, the only way to happiness is by holiness. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. <laughs>